in prison, and his cruel enemies would not let her mother go and see him, however many letters she wrote. But she had never known her father, and her family were always in prison. A brother and sister of hers were in prison with him, and it was difficult to go on being sorry for them all. She tried now to look sorry. No, no, child, laugh whenever you can. But indeed I won't, if it makes you cry. And she tacked her head under the blanket, and burrowed right down under it. When she had first seen her mother cry, it had given Minette a shock of disgust that her face should look so red and ugly, above all, so different. She was ashamed of having felt this. She hated to remember it, and always did. It was scratchy down under the blanket. They had parted with their sheets long ago. Now I am a rabbit, she thought and felt snug and safe. Nobody could find her in her burrow underground. There was scratching, fumbling sounds in the room, and then the darkness under the blanket glowed very faintly, for the queen had lit a small lamp from a taper thrust into the fire. Minette, pretending a necessity for caution, put up her head to see her mother tugging at the heavy shutters, covering up those grey frozen lumps of snow on the window pane. That was better. The room now looked warmer, though it did not feel it. But now there was no further change to look forward to until their supper, or perhaps even that would not come. This morning there had only been a very small piece of bread between them, and because her mother had said she was not hungry, Manette had felt obliged to say so too, and they had had to persuade each other to swallow each crumb. She was now so hungry that she no longer felt it only odd and light, as though she might float away from herself. Her very nose did not feel part of her. It was so cold it might have been a button that a malicious fairy had planted in the middle of her face. However hard she sniffed and rubbed it on the back of her hand, it went on being damp at the tip. Why should she have a nose like that? Why should she be here in this big, hard bed with only one blanket on it, and why had her father's enemies threatened to cut off his head? It could never happen, they said, for such a thing had never happened to any king before. But strange things did happen. All their servants had left them, and here they were, shut up, all alone in this vast, empty, dusty place, which she had been told was the Palace of the Louvre. They could not go out, because of the fighting in the streets outside, and the unpleasant sight of dead bodies. Sometimes the cannon made a dreadful noise, and then her mother told her that she had been born during a siege and must not mind. Only now, on this everlasting, dark, silent day, when she had had to stay in bed and no one had been to see them, did she suddenly realise for herself that here she was, Henriette, to call herself by her real name, youngest daughter of the King of England, that she had nothing else to put on while her vest was being washed. She, Henriette, and nobody else, chosen out of all the little girls that had ever lived or ever would live, to be lying in bed at just this moment of a January day, and wonder what was going to happen next. What happened next was a knock on the door. It would be Father Cyprien. No. It was the new English abbé, Mr. Walter Montague, for she knew the elegant and apologetic way he blew his nose, 
which he had to do in the very middle of his greeting to her mother. It sounded as though he had a bad cold, and she heard him breathing heavily, as though he had been running. There was a rustling sound as the queen pounced forward and asked what news, and then came a great sigh. Mr. Montague's voice began in horror at the fire, and the queens joined in in duet. There was no more coal or wood. There was no more money to buy any. There was nothing left to pawn. Nothing is left to us. Nothing. Nothing, said the queen's voice over and over again in Minette's memory. For that was what her mother had said when she had pawned the little gold cup that Minette had loved. Its ghost danced just in front of her cold nose in the woolly, scratchy darkness under the blanket. It had been made by somebody in a strange country where little boys had tools and horns and goat's legs.